Hello and welcome back to another Mondo DR Sound and Vision podcast. So as Sennheiser celebrates its 75th anniversary this year, we've been chatting to Daniel and Andreas Sennheiser, the co-CEOs of the company. We talk about the importance of family and music throughout their journey and also look at how COVID-19 has affected business and what the world looks like for Sennheiser at the end of the pandemic. First of all, I just wanted to ask you both how you're getting on. Um, how business is going and just how you're coping at this extremely difficult and uncertain time. Yeah, I think uh, Corona affects us all. Um, it affects us in our private life as well as in our business life. Um, and that's uh, as much on the consumer side uh, with our headphones uh, as with uh, the professional side and business communication side. Um, there are no concerts, no live events, uh, sports is slowly taking up in, in some cases again without uh, without uh, uh, spectators so it's 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 difficult to really um, see um, what this is going to do to us long term short term we're really affected um, privately of course but also as a company and we'll feel that um, especially on the professional side we'll feel that uh, through this year and, and, and into next year I guess as well so we're really focusing right now on home recording equipment, uh, the Neumann brand on one side is doing really, really well, um, actually highest growth since years, um, as well as our uh, uh, wired microphones and, and microphones for studios. So that part is really going uh, good because people are equipping themselves and we're supporting them through promos, anniversary promos on one side, but also um, by giving them uh, an online platform under the hashtag um, don't stop the music um, on Facebook, Instagram, and so on. So obviously this year, Sennheiser is celebrating 75 years, which is a huge milestone. It's one that I can imagine most companies would love to achieve. Um, I kind of just want to go back to the roots now of the company. And I want you to tell me a bit about your grandfather and what his aim was really when starting Sennheiser back in 1945. Well, uh, interesting is that um, when he started the company, it was really from a research um, uh, base. So he was not necessarily into audio um, as a as something you enjoy for listening to music, etc. So he was really um, from a research institute who were dealing with all kinds of you know vibrations, being electromagnetic vibrations, so for wireless transmissions, or be it acoustic vibrations. For so that was um, the the science that really um, was important for him. But after the war, there was obviously not really any need for any research on that part anymore. So they had to take the results that they had from the science and try to make products from what they knew. And uh, he, I remember um, he said to my grandmother uh, once that it took him more than 10 years to actually enjoy being an entrepreneur uh, and not just a researcher anymore because of when you when you study over something, when you really think things through, it's a very mental process. But when you actually have to build something, it's much more cumbersome in the physical world. Um, and therefore, he had to make that transition uh, to enjoy doing stuff than rather uh, getting the theory uh, behind things uh, further. Mm. But that was really the the start of of the passion then of really um, bringing. Good, uh, good sound to the world, uh, first with microphones and then in the late 60s also with the HD 414, the first um, headphone uh, which was meant for music listening. So there were 
and that was really he, he started to enjoy the journey as he got more into actual products and applications rather than just uh, the research uh, of theory. That research-minded uh, approach uh, to almost everything that we do is still very um, vivid in the company. And also our father, he uh, was a professor at the university, so he always had also one foot in, in science and education. Um, and almost everything that we are approaching in research development, but also in other areas, we do it with a very diligent research-minded approach, uh, which leads ultimately to the quality of the products that we have. What I think is very interesting is that both of you have very different backgrounds. And obviously, since 2013, you've both been co-CEOs of the company. Daniel, I believe your background is more in design and marketing. And Andreas, you're more engineering focused. How have your skills really benefited you in your role as CEO? Well, the audio side was always something that was very present from the early years on. So there was uh, quite some music in our in our home. Uh, uh, when we were small like, uh, at school, music was a very important part of the education. And so the interest in music was um, with us both for from a very early age on. Uh, but I was more, in addition to music, also interested into the technical things uh, that are surrounding us. And, so, uh, and I don't know how, how that develops. I just know I was getting interested in it. And also the company, which is a really living in, in two worlds. One is the high-tech world and one is the emotional world of arts. Um, that was a combination which I, I found very attractive uh, from early ages on. So I decided to study electronic engineering and manufacturing engineering. So that was uh, what I did in Zurich for uh, quite some years. And then after a PhD, I worked for a power tool company, Hilti. Okay, so what about you, Daniel? Yeah, I was following my passion, um, designing things, looking at um, yeah the functionality of, of things for um, and, and and the design of, of, of products. Uh, so I studied product design. I then worked uh, quite a bit in the advertising industry and moved into fast-moving consumer goods with uh, Procter and Gamble, going on the other side from agency side to the, to the company side. Um, because I never really saw at that time a, a role for myself. The Sennheiser was uh, almost 100% engineering driven. Um, and so I didn't see my role there. Um, over the years, um, that changed because uh, today our, our products need to be well designed, but they also need good marketing, they need communication. Um, we need to develop the brand. So it looks like a big plan in the end <laughs> that my brother and me came to the company well prepared at the same time, um, but it wasn't. So it really was a coincidence, uh, which turned out to be good. And I think, uh, especially also through this difficult time that we're going through right now, it's good to be so diverse as a as a leadership team and to be able to look at the problems for both sides, because that's what ultimately makes us go out of this uh, stronger on the other side. I can imagine that across the seven years, that you've been co-CEOs, there's been some amazing memories. So do you want to talk to me a bit about, about them and what have been some of the real highlights for you guys? Well, for me, there's not just one one best moment there. There's, of course, uh, um, there's very 
many little things. Sometimes it's really just a, a quick interaction, uh, a, a backstage talk with an artist. Uh, sometimes it's uh, being in a studio, seeing how people, um, how suddenly something great um, is created from just an idea. And then it's uh, as a as a normal it's a consumer standing in the stadium, and you know being at a uh, at a concert, uh, seeing our um, like our microphone in the hands of Ed Sheeran, and just feeling proud and overwhelmed by the the, the beauty of his voice and, and the entire performance. So that's there's so many little things that um, that come together to make uh, a lasting memory, and then. Of course, there's there's one great moment in 2013 when my brother and I were um, we had the honor of receiving an Emmy Award, uh, which of course it was us receiving it, but it was uh, for for the last 20 years of uh, of work that uh, everyone in this company has done. Those moments are of course lasting memories. So you've had a lot planned this year for the 75th anniversary. Obviously. The circumstances haven't made some of your plans as easy as as you would have thought but i want you just to talk us through some of the celebrations that you do have planned um i know you brought out a few products um so just talk to me a bit more about that it's kind of a mixed uh, feeling that we have on the one hand we're we have a lot of great stories to tell from the history from the company's uh, successes uh, from our uh, customers' events and they, how they grew with uh, with Sennheiser products. So that we have a, a, a large variety of great stories that we have on our digital uh, media, uh, on our websites and everywhere. So that's the, the great thing. And at the same time, uh, we're entering really a, a new phase of the company in the 75th year, where for the first time we are yeah, it was severely hampered by something which was completely out for, uh, unforeseen for everyone in the industry. Thank God we didn't have to cancel any of our um, new products. We have the great HD25 um, in, in a yellow black uh, edition. So there's um, and there's more um, anniversary products coming out the second half of the year. So there's there's quite some good things happening, but not as we expected. So I guess the question that I want to end with is looking into the future, what will you be focusing on? What is going to stay the same and what do you think will change after COVID-19? Uh, in my opinion, it's, it's three things that are really important. It's first and foremost, it's the audio quality still. Um, we need to be a rock solid and, and um, absolutely uh, reliable in any case uh, that we do. But we also need to, um, when we now look forward, we, we need to understand the workflow of our product, uh, of our customers much, much better. Um, a lot of things are going digital uh, where we need to not only focus now on um, the microphone part, but also start to really understand how the mixing and uh, the processes, uh, processing is happening. Um, so that part is something which we heavily invest in, and uh, we, uh, for example, with our business communication suite, where we have a very strong control cockpit, um, which is able to um, manage uh, all microphones uh, and wireless links over, and also the the playback uh, through our um, streaming 
device SST uh, for people with hard of hearing. So we're able to manage the whole site of a university campus, for example, um, from the IT desk. So here, um, yes, it is about audio. Yes, it is about uh, reliable links, but it's also about all the workflow and uh, and uh, the management of, of those systems in the background. And the third thing, um, really is to see um, where the market is going and to develop, stay curious and develop together with our customers um, the new applications. We were quite surprised by um, uh, the very, very good performance of our uh, Neumann brand right now, uh, as well as our um, uh, home recording products, uh, because everybody's equipping themselves right now. So these are the studios of the future. The studio is not so much um, the old... Uh, um, yeah, almost um, uh, sacred place as it is at Abbey Road, for example, in, in, in the UK. A wonderful place, but a lot of music today is created at home in their home studios. So we uh, also cater for that, of course. Thanks again to Daniel and Andreas for chatting to us on the second episode of the Mondo DR Sound and Vision podcast. Look out for our July-August issue, which will feature the full interview with the brothers, and we look forward to chatting to you again on episode three.